Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show tonight, our Thursday night Survivor show. If you guys have a question on Survivor, you guys can call in um, 347-237-5506. Let's, let's have a great show, guys. Welcome, Survivor fans. This is your Rad Reality Show Network. We connect you to the reality stars you love. It's May 5th, 2016. Happy Cinco de Mayo or as we're calling it here in St. Louis, happy Terra Cinco de Mayo Day. I'm Cherry Garcia, and I'm so happy to have you here with us tonight for Mike on the Mic with our host, Mike Albright, the number one Survivor fan in all the world. And Mike has two very special guests lined up for the show tonight. Both were on Survivor Guatemala. Cindy Hall and Amy O'Hara will be joining Mike to recap the latest episode of Survivor Quran. And as always, if you have a question or comment, you're invited to call in and chat with Mike, Cindy, and Amy at one three four seven two three seven five five zero six. Please do remember to listen to the prompts you'll hear on Switchboard. They should tell you to press the number one key on your phone. That lets us know that you're ready to join us on air and you're not just listening to the show from the switchboard. Now, let's start the show off with a little music for our host. Here we go. They have volunteered to be marooned for 39 days. This is their story. This is Survivor.
Survivor superfan, Mike. Mike, you're up. Hi, Mike. How was your week? Oh, I'm. it's been pretty good. Uh, our weather here has been pretty rough, so I haven't been knocking out the weight like I was last week. I've stayed pretty constant, though, which is good. But uh, busy week. Students are gone, and was at a viewing party for uh, Survivor last night, and that was a lot of fun. Got to see some of the local Cincinnati area survivors and raise some money for uh, the Juvenile Diabetes Relief Fund. So, yeah, had a, I've had a really good week. How's your week been, Sherry? Pretty good, pretty good. Our St. Louis Blues are doing well, and uh, we're trying to root them as as far as we can into the playoffs and having a good time doing it. So um, really enjoying that. That's our favorite sport, and we're really enjoying the season. So can't is this be one of the best seasons they've blues. had in a while, or is this I, yes. I don't know much yes. about hockey? Yes, we're doing really, really good. And um, so my husband and I are really enjoying it. This is our only sport we watch, and we're really enjoying the season. So having a great time doing it. Awesome. Well, best of luck to the Blues. And uh, where are they now in the playoffs? I don't know much about where are they in the – is this the end or are they getting – where, where are they? How many teams are left? Well, this is the Stanley Cup playoffs right now. They're in the second round. Um, we're playing Dallas. And okay. if we move on through this round – I believe there'd be two more rounds before we'd go to the final elimination. Okay. There'd be one more there'd be one more one more round after this and then we'd be playing for the the, the cup. So okay, well I hope they do well. Sounds like the kind of point of the season we are in Survivor too, so <laughs> Yeah, it's it's down to the nitty gritty, and it's it's exciting. We're really doing well right now, and uh, it's down to where every game is a nail biter, and <laughs> uh, it's it's just so much fun to watch watch them play and watch them win. And well, it's good for a you know, team to rally, rally around a team. I know uh, where I'm from. Uh, all the Ohio sports teams are pretty. Pretty crappy, especially the Bengals in prime time. So, but I'm glad that some of your team area teams are doing well. So, <laughs> well, we haven't we haven't brought home a Stanley Cup ever. So, we've been close so many times, and you know, we just keep thinking, you know, maybe next year, maybe next year, and you know, eventually it's got to come to us. So. We'll get it one of these years. One of those years, yeah, for sure. That's right. So, but I believe a few of your guests are already on the switchboard. So, yeah, let's bring these lovely ladies in, and uh, we'll have a hopefully a really exciting show tonight. And let's do this. I believe we have up first. We have Amy O'Hara. Hey. Thank you, Amy. How are you? 
We're, yeah, well, I'm Mike. good. Um, I'm doing well. And uh, Sherry's talking about her local hockey team, the Blues. Are you a big hockey fan, Amy? I, I, I'm not, but it, we, we, we talk about Survivor, but other things too. So. <laughs> well, I did, I did hear her talking about uh, hockey. And, of course, I'm from the Boston area. We come from a, a, a state of champions. The Boston so, Bruins. Um, oh, yeah, there you Boston go. Bruins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I follow – they're the least team that I follow out of all the teams. But um, – you know, it's it's tough when you when you're a hardcore fan and your team is you know doesn't make the playoffs or you want them to win. It sucks. I mean, from Boston, you know, we don't really go through that too much. But I'm just yeah, saying, I know that I can plenty, feel the pain. But, I mean, the Bruins aren't as consistent as what the Celtics and the Patriots and the Sox. But I mean, the Bruins yeah, still want some but championships. Yeah, I know. We have some fans. <laughs> well, let's you know. bring up Cindy Hall here with us. We now have. Cindy Hall with us. Hi, Cindy. Hello. Welcome. Thanks, Cindy. And Cindy. Thanks, Amy. <laughs> What's up? Oh, you know, doing the animal thing. No, I know. Oh. I hear you. I thought about you last night when they went to that shank sanctuary uh, on Survivor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my uh, <laughs> boyfriend was sitting in the room, and he was like, how are they in there with all of those monkeys and they're not being attacked? You can't let people do that at your zoo. I'm like, well, it's a different country. Rules are different there. Exactly. Wow. Cambodia is a whole other place. I uh, I wouldn't get in a monkey cage in Cambodia unless I was on Survivor. But that I think Jason <laughs> scared him. He's a pretty intense person. That they were jumping right on him. So. I know. Notice who they attacked awesome. first, Jason. <laughs> I was wondering yeah. if that yeah. was because of his personality. Well, he yelled or something, too, at first, and they were like, shh, be quiet. So, I don't know. Cindy might have some insight into that. She's like, Well, yeah. we didn't see the whole thing. We just saw the good part, but who knows what actually happened. Oh. <laughs> he may yeah, have had a banana in his pocket. Who who knows? Uh, when I posted that we were doing the show, George Hans from uh, from the Cocoa Beach event wanted to send you ladies a shout-out. So, And I, I'm not sure the last time I saw both of you in the same place. It might have been, gosh, back at that thing, Ten years ago, so it's great to yeah, great to have you on I here. And it'll so. be our I mean, second Guatemala show. We had uh, old Jamie and Judd, and that was a that was an insane <laughs> show about three weeks ago. So well, it's funny because I was in New York and I saw Judd right after that. So I got to see Judd um, a couple of weeks ago um, when I was visiting, and um, he was telling me about it, and uh, it was insane. Judd's Our insane. first crank caller, and it was. Uh, hope we don't have any more, but I think Judd That's really right. appreciated we'll a lot down. more than Jamie. <laughs> we'll beat him down. <laughs> Are you? My uh, young two both... quiet. <laughs> Are you guys both uh, liking this season, or what's your what's your take on uh, Korong? Well, I, I really like it. I always am a fan when they bring in new blood, but I think mm-hmm. they did a really good job of getting some diversity this season, and it has not been disappointing. I've actually been anticipating watching each episode, and sometimes I'm like, well, it's on, I'll watch it, but this particular season, I'm ready and waiting. I hear yeah, you. I, yeah, I'm, re- I'm loving this season, too, the, these last six six that were left. I mean, I, I didn't want to see Jason go because um, he was, you know, you, you waited for him. You watched him to see what he was going to do next. But mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying it myself. I, I like the people that are left. 
um, some are more likable than others. You know, uh, I like Ty and I like um, Aubrey. I think Aubrey's playing a really smart game, and I like her. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have liked to see Jason stay, though. I, I didn't want to see him go. Whether you like him I, or not, he was playing. I agree. He's exciting TV, and uh, I thought he was a great person for anyone to take to the end because he just was rubbing so many people the wrong way. He could really talk to a jury, though, and maybe that's what they were worried by, but I don't know why they got rid of Scott or Jason because – they seem like they'd be easy to beat, but yeah. I don't know. I've not been out there on the uh, in the well, game, so that's just a viewer perspective. But yeah, I think I think you just can't feel comfortable out there. Um, things change rapidly, and mm-hmm. um, you know when you're out there, it's you know people can get on your nerves as well. I mean, when you think somebody's running the game and you and they're not you know, think, asking you about your opinion, like like Scott, they they immediately thought, like, they're running the game, and now look mm-hmm. at Sydney, she's like, Ty's running the game. You you have to tread yeah. lightly, you know? Oh, for sure. I I totally agree. And I, I think it's interesting, Ty, he's one of the most popular people we've had in a long time on the show, just so popular, but I think his strategic gameplay leaves something to be desired, at least what he says at Tribal Council. He reminds me of, like, super popular Rupert who everyone loved to watch on TV but you know strategically I they I, they seem similar to me I don't know if you ladies have an opinion on Ty because I love Ty to death but I just think he's horrible when he's in front of Jeff Probst because he gives out too much information and he's boss <laughs> I know I know um I, I don't know Cindy I I he's very likable and you know he he gives everything he has in the uh immunity challenge in the immunity challenges um mm-hmm. but you know, he gives too much information. He just, yeah. you know, just telling people I have the extra road and, you know, trying to dictate to people um, the way he goes about saying, oh, this one's next, like he did with Michelle this week. Um, mm-hmm. You're right. His strategic game is lacking. He's likable, but I just uh-huh. wish, like, like I like Aubrey's game. She's playing. I like the way she's thinking things out and playing, but um, I don't know, Cindy, what do you think? Yeah, I like Ty. I mean, I like him as a character, obviously. He's Mm-hmm. fun to watch but he seemed like he was doing really well up until the past couple of episodes and last night it was really evident that he's not being as diplomatic as he should be in his approach and making mm-hmm. suggestions he uh definitely is playing hard and then he also seems to get emotionally involved in things more than it's really smart to get involved in when you're on survivor mm-hmm. i mean Mm-hmm. Many people say it, you're there to play a game, you're not there to make a best friend. If you happen to make a best friend in the end, that's amazing. But you have to put that emotion aside or it will get you every time in the end. And a lot of times he does get involved emotionally, but um, mm-hmm. he needs to keep yeah. his thoughts to himself clearly. And he's getting more <laughs> vocal about what's going through his head when he shouldn't be. And this is the wrong time for that to be happening. I think all no, the uh, idols and advantages he had made him a little. I I wouldn't really say cocky because he doesn't remind me of like Nick or you know some of the Jason you know. But it, I yeah. think it's it's tainted how he's played. Um, Give him a false sense of security that he can mm-hmm. speak his mind a little more openly than he probably should. Because all of yeah. these people are hearing what he's saying, and eventually he has to get one of you know, most of their votes. And mm-hmm. it's right. not, not looking too good in that direction. Right. I mean, I gotta give I gotta give him props for uh, not giving Scott the other half of the idol to make that super idol. That was a big, big move because those guys were like 
just oh, yeah. sticking together and going. To that that was a huge move by Ty. You could he had that. You need a set of balls for that, okay? He, he had mm-hmm. him. That was huge. Like I didn't sing that coming at all, and he was just like, "No, I'm not doing it." And you see Scott's face. He was like mm-hmm. devastated. So he's done some I really agree good with things, you on but that one. yeah, I mean, he's he's. He's set up like he's so he was so set up just to you just have to be like strategic and be smart and I can see him making these big mistakes when he had everything going for him. Yeah, going going to the end with with uh, Jason and Scott, I thought Ty would have been you know nine nine mm-hmm. zip winner and now you know they're both not there and I don't know what his end game is, but I think people are starting to see his gameplay just. I would say, you know, I think Joe's the least likely to win at this point, just as yeah. my perspective. And then, you know, Ty's pretty close. And I'll agree, Aubrey, I started liking her probably about six episodes in, and she's yeah. she's my favorite. I think she's playing a hell of a game. So. Yeah, I think um, Audrey, Aubrey, when when you look at her, you she's doing, you know, she's she's being like Cindy said. You have to be diplomatic about things and smart about things, mm-hmm. and not tell everybody you know, your full hand that you have. Um, I think she's playing really smart. At least emotionally, we're getting a lot of, you know, Sydney has been pretty emotional. Debbie was, Joe even getting in fights with Pete and Jason, but Aubrey's pretty, you know, pretty, pretty calm. And that, that's kind of the mark of a winner, you know, not getting too worked up about any, you know, BS and drama. Right. Um, you know, she. You did see her last night. She got a little upset. I mean, it, it's Cindy. I mean, we we can talk about this, but it's mind blowing out there. It's it's insane. You cannot let your guard down for one second. You can't rest. You can't mm-hmm. relax. I was always worried about who's talking to who. I didn't sleep. You know, I was up early in the morning because I didn't want people talking early in the morning when people went off. It's just, mm-hmm. it's con- like, I mean, in, in my line of work, I do it for eight hours. If, I, if I'm if i out in the street, if I'm doing something, but there it's 24-7. It's No exhausting. break, yeah. It's exhausting. You know? Yeah, it is uh, exhausting, and I think that does uh, when Aubrey was given a confessional, she was, you know, kind of tearing up. And it seems kind of silly that, like, come on, you're on Survivor. What are you being, you know, what are you crying about? What are you being so emotional about? You yeah. block your emotions for so long, and then mm-hmm. one thing sets you off, and everything that you've been holding in for all this entire game just comes pouring out, and it has absolutely nothing to do with the subject matter that you're discussing, mm-hmm. but you just have this giant emotional release. So, yeah, you I guys are totally deprived. No, no food, no water, no family, no luxury, and you're fighting and for you a million And you can't show your emotions. You, I mean, when yeah. things bug you or upset you, you can't let people know that that's the case because you're, you're either letting your guard down or you're giving yes. people clues to things that they can use against you. It can be very it's challenging. It's like walking an emotional tightrope all the time. Yeah. It's yeah, you got to keep an even keel all the time, and it's just really difficult for seven or for right. thirty nine days to to keep an even keel and not show any exaggerated yeah. emotion. I have That's a, not real life. Yeah. I have a question. It's, sure. So, do you ladies think that they will let 
tie bring Mark the Chicken to the final tribal council, and do you think they'll let him bring Mark the Chicken home if Mark the Chicken survives all Will the you way stop? to the tribal council? Mark the Chicken should have been eaten. We should have ate that poor thing three weeks ago. Oh, my ago. gosh, if you had any it's ideas insane. Right now, I am out at the barn, and I am looking at 30 chickens and four ducks that I have watched grow up from hatchling. So Mark the Chicken... <laughs> I'm kind of a fan of him. We got oh little divergent God. opinions here. We got all right. I, I like a little, you know, controversy. No, that here. that that's neck would have been snapped three weeks ago. Of course, I, I wouldn't really be doing it Jason being a being a the city girl that I am. I'd have somebody else do it. But come on, you're starving out there. You need to eat. Eat the damn chicken. I don't know. They don't look like they're starving to me. I mean, times have changed. They don't starve the way we starve. We lived off corn for heaven's sakes. They have a lot yeah, more well, to go yeah. on than we do. That grub that grub Mark was eating was no pretty big. It looked like something somebody should have eaten. That thing was pretty had some protein in it. Uh, Mark no. the chicken, I think, no is grub. the skinniest one out there. Yeah, well, I was sitting yeah. saying Mark 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 the chicken, well he's skinny, but that grub he ate was that had to be like a two hundred, three hundred yeah. protein gram uh, grub he was chomping on, but Mark oh. the chicken is very skinny. I I don't know. I don't know if he'd he eat him. It'd be that much of a a much of a meal there. One chicken strip maybe. I don't know. Well, yeah, three weeks ago he would have been a meal. <laughs> now he's he's just as skinny as the, as the contestants. He's he on the survivor diet. Ago, when I get voted out, he should go get weighed at Ponderosa. That'd be. I think he should go. I, that's my vote, Sherry. <laughs> but I don't know what they're going to. I think Ty do. needs to bring Mark the Chicken to Tribal Council and put his immunity idol around his neck. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Use his, ask if he can use his idol to save the chicken. Forget about the other castaways. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Mark might even vote for Ty. Who knows? I wonder I know, if he'll maybe try to bring him home. I doubt he, he could. I don't, I don't the know the rules, but I, I doubt because sometimes they don't even let parts of the torches out to sell for the charity auction. I don't know if you can just bring chickens from Cambodia with you. I, no. I don't know if that's <laughs> what the customs would allow. You could bring livestock Jesus. back to the United States, no. Yeah, that would, that would be a little bit of a problem. They They could ensure that he will have a long life at a sanctuary somewhere to oh, put my mind at ease, but... Yeah, you can live with Lucky um, the Elephant and the Monkeys and Mark the Chicken. He could go there. Yeah, that, that would be a good deal. He could use oh the chicken as God. leverage. He could, you know, offer up the chicken for someone's vote on the jury in final tribal if he happens to be yeah, there. Yeah, you can offer that chicken up to me. I'll eat the chicken, then I'll be like, nah, I'm going to vote for you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't make him a ceremonial chicken. I can't believe after you left sin- yeah, you had just left when they when they ate that ceremonial chicken and then it rained on yeah, the Yeah, it's on a good the- thing too because that would not have gone down very well. Yeah. <laughs> that was <laughs> the karma there. Yeah. Yeah, that that was bad deal. I'm glad I wasn't involved in that. It come on. We were almost at the end. In like forty eight hours you're gonna have a full stomach. That's ridiculous. Oh my god. Those are some highly frustrating people there. Are you guys still in contact with much of the Guatemala folks? I mean, uh, Amy, you were just talking to Judd, so I guess that. Yeah. Any other people? Or? Oh, and I saw Brian, too. I saw Brian, okay. too. Uh, when, I, when I went there, I called uh, Brian, too. I said, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to meet up with Judd. Um, come and meet us. And Brian met us, too. So I, I talked to them here and there, like, uh, me, like through Facebook or something. Um, but, uh, you know, and once – well, Cindy and I, we – we're on Facebook together, but, you know, we mm-hmm. may run into doing, you know, like, when we do things like this, but no one else. I mean, Danny's on Facebook with me. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, Jamie is, you know, just through Facebook, I would say. But okay. I, I don't well, really, I, Jamie I don't think Stephanie's Stephanie probably the only one. Okay. Yeah, Jamie and Judd are the ones I've talked to the most. I've seen them at some events. I was in Orlando at the Give Kids the World event mm-hmm. um, year before this past, and they were both there, and it was just absolutely fantastic to be in the same room with them and just listen to them and be around them. It was so highly entertaining. It's nonstop. I absolutely oh, love yeah. hanging out with them. It was just yeah. great. <laughs> great to just be around them and see how they are. Yeah. I've stayed in touch with Brandon a little bit on Facebook and checked yeah. in on him, and he, he's such a great person. So those are, oh, those yeah. are really the three, that, and, and Amy, that I really okay. know much about these days. You're not yeah, I think Stephanie the only one who's not on card. Facebook is, is Brianna. Uh, haven't heard or seen anything about Brianna. Yeah, I haven't. She, I haven't. Good. I haven't heard. Yeah, well, I was just saying she went to. I only saw her at the dodgeball, so that was the last time I saw her. Mm-hmm. Was, she stopped by. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't. I haven't. I have. I haven't talked to her, or seen her, or anything. In I Lydia, think this is different for some people. Um, for me, Survivor was a huge part of my life before I was ever on the show. Mm-hmm. So it will continue as a fan to be a part of my life from here on out. And, and once you've been on the show, I don't know if it's because I work in an area where I'm exposed to a lot of the public all the time, same with Amy, mm-hmm. but you're reminded of what you did almost every single day to some degree. So it never, like, leaves your life. But I think for some people... They did it, and they aren't exposed to anything that is a reminder of it on a regular basis, and they kind of just let it go to the mm. wayside. It was just something they did one time. But for me, it's it's a part of my life every day. Yeah, I'd have to agree, too, because I, I watched every season before I got on, and I watched every season after this far. Um, it's, it was just, you know, I, I was a huge fan, fan before, and now, I mean, I, and, then, and then you get on the show, it's, Unbelievable! It's been an unbelievable. I, I mean, I keep, it's just an unbelievable experience to, like you said, that you were on Survivor. Like you're part of, as far as I'm concerned, I'm part of pop culture history. This this show has been going, been on for years, one of the longest running. It's an yep. amazing show, and I still cannot believe to this day that I was on it. Change you know, TV, so yeah. Four, you're among 478 people, and I mean the number one reality show, but it changed television, too. It's just it's amazing that you guys are part of that. I'm glad to have yeah. gotten to meet both of you. So. <laughs> yeah, so grateful, so grateful. It really did and change Brand- TV. You know, it, what? It, was, it, it did change TV. It was one of the first reality shows, you know, that, that right. came on and was so successful that it, you know, from that, we started seeing more and more reality shows come out um, after Survivor came on, and it really did change TV. Yeah. 50 million people so, watched the finale of season one. I don't think 50 million people have ever watched any other reality show and a lot of other TV shows either. So, yeah. Right. Just amazing. Well, well what, was your, what were your individual journeys to get on the show? I think the listeners, I'm always fascinated by... Yeah, you know, the process and how hard it was, and how many times you you know had to try, and how it all happened. So, what what, what right. were your individual stories of getting on the show? Cindy, well, no. um, me, uh, I feel like mine's a little bit unique because 
when the show first came out in 2000, I had a TV that I barely ever turned on. I was out carving fishing lures and cooking on a fire in my front yard or working at the zoo. So Mm -hmm. I was in, like, total detached from the whole concept of the media. And some people that knew me said they'd seen this show and that I, I had to watch it and I needed to try out for it. And I thought it was all, you know, a bunch of hype and TV stuff and probably not real. So I caught mm-hmm. the last episode of the first season. And okay. after that, so many people that met me, people would know me for five minutes. They would know me for five years. They would say, you need to try out for this show. So finally, after banter from so many people, I was like, fine, just give me an application from somebody. I'll fill it out. We'll send it in. You know, it'll be done. And then, of course, it involves making a video. Well, I can't halfway do anything. So it became an all-out production. And I sent it in and nothing. And then you see the people that they pick on the season that you tried out for, and you're like, oh, gosh, why would they pick them and not me? It's the fire. So season after season after season, I kept sending in an application and a video, and it actually took me almost five years. The ninth time that I applied (sighs) is when I made it to Guatemala. So it was first a very long call and everything that me. time. That was the first time that casting ever got with you. Was that on that ninth try or? Uh, well, honestly, I did get a call um, a year prior to Guatemala. Okay. I think it was Palau. So, okay. oh my gosh, thank goodness I didn't get picked for that one because we all know <laughs> who was on that one. <laughs> oh but, yeah, that was um, an interesting. Season. I got a call and I was told that I wasn't being chosen, but they highly encouraged me to continue trying because they really felt that I would be right for a future scenario, just not right now. Well, of course, that definitely lit my fuse, and it was all out war. I was getting on that show before I threw my (laughs) last breath. (laughs) So sure enough, I kept trying, and then, you know, it it came to fruition. Cool. Best thing ever. Changed my life. Yeah. Yep. What about you, Amy? What was your journey to get on my RTV? Well, um I, I think it was um, Vanuatu that I applied for, but I remember uh, watching uh, Survivor, and I said to my husband, I just had an epiphany. I said, I'm, I'm going to apply in that show. And he said, you're never going to get in that show. And I'm like, <laughs> I looked at him, I said, you know what? I'm getting on this show. I, I feel it. I'm going to get in this show. I'm going to apply. So I applied for Vanuatu, and I made the um, semifinals with it, where you go to, like, Boston. And okay. my video was just me being myself. Uh, you know, I, I'm not somebody that usually dresses up. I'm like sneakers, jeans. I'm a police officer. And mm-hmm. it was just being me. When I went to the semifinals in Boston, I got dressed up like I was going to a nightclub. I had shoes on, <laughs> everything else. And I think I was totally, I, I wasn't myself. And so mm-hmm. um, I, never, I, I never went further than that. And then what happened, I was so devastated um, that I didn't make it. Um, one day I woke up on a Saturday morning, not even showered. I didn't think I brushed my teeth, but I went to a Big Brother um, casting call. Mm, or whatever okay. it was. They, uh, so I, w- I walked in the casting call in Boston, and I was just, I, I think I had like on stains on my shirt. I just rolled out of bed. Well, lo and yeah. behold, they called me. I ended up making the finals for Big Brother in L.A. I was locked down for three weeks. Wow. And at that time, I forget what season it was, but... Um, you needed somebody you knew or something like that. And I didn't have anybody that could readily go or it just wasn't going to work out. And so they said, Amy, listen, we really like you continue to, uh, you know, apply to survivor. Um, 
you know, like it, like Cindy said, they encouraged me to continue to apply. And, you know, I, I'm not sure what I did after that, if I even applied again. But what happened is in Guatemala, um, they needed to fill a vacancy for, for Tina's chair because she had her lost son, her son yeah, tragically. Yeah. And um, they remembered me. So um, a week before Guatemala was to leave, they called me. And they said, can wow. you do this show in one week? Oh, my God. It they had to do with two people. I was talking to Jamie about that because uh, same thing happened for Jamie. So uh, the guy who ended up being on Pirate Master broke his leg playing basketball. So Lynn had to find both of you guys. So that's fascinating. I, I just wow. love the, the journey of people. So cool. Yeah. I mean, it, it's amazing because, like, what happens if I couldn't do it? What, you know, I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're a well-oiled machine anyway. They have yeah. to be for situations like that. But, um you know, so I had a week's notice, and it was it was insane because I had to get everything in order for um, where I'd be gone for seven weeks. You know, yeah. I was a mama fleet. I was a sergeant detective at the time, so I had to make sure they had no upcoming cases. You know, mm-hmm. it was very rare that I could that I had no cases coming up, and I was able to go. So um, I went, and it was by far one of the best experiences. I've ever had in my life. I mean, I have never been camping. I went on Survivor Guatemala, <laughs> got a rude mm-hmm. awakening. Um, I mean, I've never been camping after that either. But um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. I went to Guatemala twice since then. I would go back at any given moment if someone said, hey, I want you to go to Guatemala with me this weekend. I'd be like, all right, I'm there. Meet you at the airport. I love really? that did, place. did you go back to where we went impression. to, Cindy? I went to the exact spot. There were still chunks of the pots and things that we cooked with and the colors wow. of the yellow and the turquoise, little chunks of paint on stuff. I went to the exact really? spot. It was no kidding. Wow. I, I felt like I needed to That's go back incredible. initially because it was such a, just a surreal experience that this actually happened and you come home and half the time, you know, for a while, you can't say anything to anyone. So you wonder mm-hmm. in your head, is all of this real, or am I just imagining it to be so much more fantastic than it actually was? And because you can't really collect any memories when you're there, you can't bring home pictures and souvenirs and things because, you know, the general public doesn't know you were ever there. Mm-hmm. It was really difficult for me to confirm that this actually happened. It really was as magical yeah. and as amazing as I imagine it to be. So I needed right. it to be tangible. I needed to go back and know that it was a real place and that it wasn't something that will happen that I could never revisit again in my life. It just had such a major impact on me. When I left that place, it had nothing to do with winning or losing. I seriously felt like it was somewhere that I lived a lifetime and could never return. It was devastating to me that I would never get to be in this place that I called home again. So going back just kind of helped settle my mind and confirm this is a real place. It is tangible. You can go there. Whenever you feel the need to go there, you just have to do a little bit of planning. So I did go back yeah. that one time, and then I, I went back again with a group, Miracles in Action, that builds schools in really remote areas of Guatemala, which was fascinating as well to see a whole different aspect of the country. But I love that place. I dream about it on a regular basis. Wow. These things remind wow. me of it, and it just, oh, I absolutely love it. I can it. relate to your feelings about needing to go back because you can't bring anything back with you to, you know, you can't bring pictures and you can't take pictures yeah. while you're there. And I can so relate to needing to go back. I, 
when you said that, I can just, I, I would probably have the exact same feelings. So how long was it when you got home before you went back on the first trip? Um, I think it was like two, almost two years exactly when I went back because it was uh, what well, was in the summer. So I think it like I remember them stamping my passport and it was like within a month of when I had been there the time before, a month of that time of year. So I think it was two years. Really, um, wow. my went with me, he felt like he needed to know when I was totally vacant He'd be having a conversation with me, and I would be completely blank. Somewhere in my head, I was somewhere else, <laughs> and that place was wow. Guatemala. It was the Mayan ruins. It was our camp on Survivor. He wanted to understand where is this place? What is it that you're seeing in your head? Because I just I can't grasp it. So he offered to go back with me. Obviously, going to Guatemala to the jungle by yourself is not the best idea. <laughs> So he went with me to try to just grasp the concept of where is it that she is in her head that no one can imagine. And, of course, he didn't live That's the experience that I lived, but at least he, he yeah. had that image in his head. He knew when I am imagining the fire on those ruins at night a little bit more about it. It didn't work out. He's long gone. However, I <laughs> <laughs> back to Guatemala. <laughs> right. I mean... When when you speak about Guatemala, I mean, I'm not as enthralled with, hey, I want to go back. I, I, I would love to go back to say, you know, this is where it all happened. I mean, I would really mm-hmm. love that. I, I mean, I, not like as much as Cindy about she'd probably go back for six weeks. I just need to mm-hmm. go back a few days and say, this is where I was. <laughs> and it could be in the future because one of the guys that works for me, one of the police officers from Guatemala, and he's always like, when you want to go, we'll go. We'll, I'll hook you up. And oh I'm like, you gosh. know what? I may take you up on that because I, I like there's something that you just you you're drawn you want to go back and see where this all went down. It, I, it would probably be amazing to go back. I can you know just from what Cindy's telling me, it sounds like it, it was just. It amazing gives you so much better perspective of where you were and. Really. I mean, really, it even kind of like makes an even stronger case that, oh, my gosh, this is where we were and this is what we did. How was that even possible? It makes it even more extraordinary when you can go back and look at it more from the outside looking in than being within it, the entire thing. Really? Hmm. Now you got me thinking. Really fantastic. Really? I think you, I really think you should contemplate taking that opportunity. Well, I could take him up on this, I, you know, because he got me thinking. I just was playing, uh, because I work at a zoo and I work with primates right now, we have an island system, and one of the things we do is enrichment. So we expose the animals to things to stimulate their senses, whether it's auditory or sensory or manipulative or dietary. So it happened to be sensory. So what does Cindy do? This is just three days ago. I'm on my phone, and I hook it up to a wireless speaker, and I play Howler Monkey Calls from Guatemalan Jungle as enrichment. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. And I the second I heard the sound, my brain immediately went back to the lake in the Paten and those Howler Monkeys calling back and forth, the different groups across the lake, and them sounding like dinosaurs in the night. I mean, instantly, oh, I was transformed right there. I was back. It was amazing. You're crazy. 
I don't want to hear another howler monkey again. That was insane. I thought we were going to die. I, I, it, it sounds just like uh, it, it sounded like Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger, that like thing that was in the jungle. That's what it sounds like. And then when we did our, our trek, that 20 mi- whatever, 12 mile trek. Oh my oh, God! Yeah. And I, I try to lay. Now I don't. I don't know. I've never been camping in my life. That night I laid down <laughs> on a bunch of branches on a friggin' slope. Going, I, I could have died for all I know. And these things start yelling. I'm like, what is that? I had no idea. <laughs> I was. It was insane. No, I love my girl Cindy, but um, I, I, I can't listen to another howler monkey. <laughs> you or Judd? I think my? Judd hates them as much as you do. So. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, Mike? and Judd's not a fan of the Yeah, yeah, Sherry. I have well, we're both, a surprise we're both the city, caller too. on switchboard. That oh, um, this might be a third Guatemalan, possibly, or something else. We'll see. What? We have, we a, have surprise. a surprise caller. Really? So, How are my two favorite on? girls from Guatemala, hey. Amy and Cindy? All right. <laughs> what the heck? The Amy and Cindy show, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, Amy? What's up, Cindy? What are you doing? Where are you, you sicko? Here we're just talking about howler monkeys, so we had to get it on the. We're talking the, about howler monkeys, Judd. I heard. I heard Cindy. I heard Cindy downloaded a howling monkey theme or something. She's insane. <laughs> She's insane. She's talking how much she loves it and everything else. I'm like, I don't want to hear another howler monkey as long as I live. I mean, it was insane. How how loud were they? You you were going to go, you're trying to play the game of Survivor. Now you have to listen to howler monkeys. It was like you couldn't even think. Yeah, but you could probably put it like in Pitbull or or what's his name, Kanye's song, The Monkey's in the Back or something. That might have a good beat or something to it. (laughs) What you talking about? You should tweet him about that, see if he does. What's going on? How you doing? Hey, Amy, how was your trip? It was good. Thanks, good, Judd. Good. Thank you very hey, much. Cindy, what's going on? Cindy, where are you? Are you still there? I'm still down in Florida. It's all the good. Kids. How you doing, my friend? Doing good. Lean, mean, fighting. Are you still working with what animals? What's that? Are you still working with animals? Yeah, I work at the zoo. Yeah. I have horses and ducks and chickens and cats and dogs and a tortoise. Oh, they must love at home. you. They must a tarantula. love you. I got all kinds of stuff going on. Oh, all right. Well, you keep it up, my friend. Keep loving the animals like you do. You're pretty <laughs> yeah. damn good at it. Yeah. No, uh, tarantula she's talking about, No. Oh my gosh! I can't believe a tarantula comes out of that little tiny hole, and when it comes out, it's that big. You're like, whoa! Oh, I would pass out. Thoughts to they come out? No, I saw one night. when I was being taped. And I looked over and I was like, whoa! Wow! <laughs> one went on. Listen to me. Hole. One fell on Gary's head. Oh, it did. When he went down to the lake one 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 thing, he came up. He goes, you're not going to believe it. I said, what? He goes, a tarantula fell on my head. I almost passed out. I'm like, please, God, if that ever happened to me, I'd die. Oh, they were all over. <laughs> oh, my they were all God. Over. Just, I know. You it's, just weren't paying it's, attention. It, oh, no, no, no. Thank God hey, it didn't Cindy, happen to I got to say, I got to say, being on the subject, um, 
I want to thank you very much for letting me always wash my clothes in that croc-infested lake that, or river or whatever the hell it was, and for you, uh, for you watching my back like you always did. Thank you. Judd, I don't judge your nuts. Judge your nuts. I can't believe we're doing this. Somebody had to be on lookout that knew what the heck was going on. I can't believe we're doing this, Judd. I, Judd. I can't believe we're doing this, Judd. Judd She's I, the I alligator whisperer. It was a bad yeah. idea. Oh my gosh! I don't care how many how much knowledge you have of crocodilians. That's a bad idea. I can't save you when a giant nah, crocodile nah, hey, comes listen, down in your went leg. Went down with me. You went down with me every day. Until we got the well, clock pool. Somebody can oh run. My God. Can run fast. Needs to be able to call for help. So if yeah, but you know, went I, would, down, I, I would question you too. I would say, yeah. You. What time do these crocs go to sleep? And you would say, all right, well, this is the time we go. Because I think you said they come up at about 6 p.m. or something. So I said, all right, well, Well, dusk probably... and dawn, those are the bad times. Don't get in the water then. Right, and we never did, my friend. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you believe we were, I mean, uh, going near the water, they used to say, be careful. You know, you, you can't, we, we didn't go in the water until we won that, um, that, Caged uh, pool thing or whatever. But, oh, that thing was that. That was the best. That that thing was awesome. Thank God for that, man. We went swimming oh. every day. Was a pool party. Yep. <laughs> you know when it I went. Hi, hey, me. Hi, Cindy. Hi, Mike. Hi. Glad to have you back. <laughs> What's up? Just like hey, I gotta call in and say hi to my favorite girls. What's going on? Hi. Just What's wanted happening, to Mama? say hi. Yeah, what's going on? We're, we're listening to Judd with the Judd was uh, telling us his stories. I love it. <laughs> He's sick. Listen, when when's yeah. somebody from Guatemala gonna get a little get on a little yeah. callback show? I mean, be a returnee. I mean, when's that gonna happen? You know, when Jeff season, says, oh, that was, this is the hardest one ever. Listen, running through a jungle 11 miles, man, whether it probably came to 14 or 50 miles by the time we got lost and all, I would say that's pretty tough. Oh yeah, most on, definitely. And we didn't eat. Oh, and how about how about this, my friends? Let me get you a, spl- a, a crutches or a, uh, a splint for your injury. Where was right, my splint? Right. Where was my friggin' crutches? Oh. Yeah, that was crazy when Missy got the all that, and I thought she would have been a medevac instantly, but I don't I don't know why it didn't happen that way. But well, I think they probably you didn't have they any probably serious toolbox her. either, did you? What? You didn't have any Sears toolbox to help you put your uh, camp together either, did you? <laughs> All right, ladies, I have to get back to my Real Housewives of New York. Um, Bye, baby. Oh, I love you. Great. I, I, I miss you guys. I love you, too. And Mike and Sherry and adios. Hey, happy Cinco de Mayo to everybody today. That's right. Happy, happy Cinco, Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo, buddy. All right, let me you get back to my phone, my man. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye, hey, that was awesome. Bye, Mike. Uh, Bye. Thanks for calling, Judd. That was awesome. Wow, Guatemalan surprise. I wasn't sure because Brian was trying to possibly get a sneak on, so I wasn't sure who we were going to get on. Guatemala, I'll give you the love if Jeff Probst won't. I don't know why he hates oh, your thanks. season. Oh, thanks. I know. I, I like it. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. We need it's some love. It's very historical. Uh, we got no, the first idol activity. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. First idol. Right, we had a couple. Well, we had the uh, two people come back, obviously, but um, that was a big deal. I don't know. Too. Is, is Guatemala the only like? What other season? You would know this other season when no one's been brought back. It's among the only ones. I I don't have the exact data in front of me, but you know, aside from yeah, Steph, yeah, I have no idea why some of you haven't been back. 
you know. Yeah. I thought Rafe, if they'd had a, I think if they'd had a full All Stars two, I think we would have seen some folks from Guatemala. But when they did the fans' favorites, that might have yeah. cut some people. So. Yeah. Right. And I know that you know people. You know, there's been calls back and forth, but I think maybe in the future, you know. Yeah. Some I characters just, on our season. I, and that's what well, surprises they, me the most, because when, when Jeff was given the synopsis of every season, it was just like a two words on Guatemala. I just I just don't get the <laughs> what his deal is with your guys' this season. There's just been some real duds compared, comparatively, so I don't know what his problem is. But. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, maybe he had stuff going on in his own. Sometimes it's what's going on with you, too. We, For you know, sure, yeah. There might have been time. personal stuff, yeah. You know? Well, uh, we've talked a lot about Guatemala. I guess we could talk some more about <laughs> what happened yesterday. So. Yeah. Um, uh, the challenges, uh-oh. those are both some, uh, well, the one challenge was a totally new thing that I've never seen, the the reward challenge. That, that looked like a lot of fun. It looked tough, but the I bet the, yeah. the challenge was so long. I mean, they have to edit so much to make it fit in. I, I bet know. that was so long. Oh my I know, because some of them last four or five hours. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's nice, though, is that, you see, we didn't have any water, really. Well, we had a couple. We had the first, you know, one of the first ones was a water challenge, but it wasn't mm-hmm. like, you know, you couldn't really go in the lake or anything. But Cindy's right. Those challenges have to be, you know, have, had to, they have to be a long time. Because, I mean, we yeah. had some we had some really long ones, so... Um, the one what you the, see is not what you get, you know. Yeah. That immunity challenge where they had to stack the word immunity. I bet you that was so long. If you look at the way Sydney was moving, I bet yeah. it was hours that that took. I know. We did that at Bob's event, something similar to that, and yeah, it took it took forever to stack that and go back and forth, and we weren't they were the players weren't going as far at that thing Bob does, so that was. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't believe I was poor glad to Joe. See win, had, yeah. Poor Joe couldn't you know, spell to save his soul. I yeah. know. Poor Joe. Stacking the wrong letters. Oh my god. Stacking yeah, the wrong uh, letters. He was getting multiple confessionals. I thought I thought we were going to say bye bye to Joe last night. I first time yeah. I it was among the first time he had a confessional all season. I think. Right. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, all right, he's doing confessionals mm-hmm. now. He's going tonight. But you're right. It, it didn't. It didn't turn out that way, you know. Um, well, Tom's ticket's running out. They probably have to get him some time in there so people know something about him. Otherwise, it gets to the end and you don't really know what happened and why it happened if you haven't seen anything about him. Same thing well, with Michelle. Well, if you're yeah. there, though, you want to take him to the end. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because no you one's know, you really want to take him. He's pretty insignificant. You so know, it's neutral. Um, neutral's good. Yeah. Yeah. I just think he, he he's he's not, no anybody can beat him to the end unless you have somebody that they truly truly hate but I mean somebody like Joe doesn't normally win. Um but I mean at least he's funny. He's like, "Oh, I performed the challenge like a 6-month-old baby." That was yeah, he's honest about it. And the you know? stupid ball when he was yelling at the ball like <laughs> yeah. stupid ball. <laughs> right, like. right. Yeah. At this point you got to think about taking him to the end because, you know, if if you've done at least a few things, you're going to beat them. Yeah, if you ladies were there, who would you want you? So would you both agree if it was a final two, Joe, if it was a final three, who else would you want to go against right now with who you're looking at? Maybe Michelle yeah, maybe hopefully. or? Yeah. Um, well, so Ty, definitely. 
Well, the thing is, now Ty is a huge competitor, right? You know, well, yeah. he, he's done well in the challenges, and he's found the idol. But can can he articulate that at the end? So if you think you can out talk somebody or articulate something, your side of the story, that was some, that would be something I would take under consideration because mm-hmm. he, he can't yeah. really, you know, articulate what he's done. Um, and he's mm-hmm. flipped and flopped a lot. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know if and I think I think Bobby would be tough to take. Yeah, um, it just depends on how the jury looks at it. So if you can flip and flop and still make it to the end, that's a pretty good strategy to get that far doing. Yeah, if you can justify anything. it verbally to the if jury, if you can justify yeah, it, know, but, yeah, I verbally, can, yeah. he, he has a hard time speaking what's in his head on a regular basis, much less under mm-hmm. pressure. So yeah. That might be yeah, I think an he's issue played, for him. Yeah, and I, listen, what he's done, you know, he's done some really good things. You, you have to articulate it towards the end. I don't care who he pissed off. He's playing the game, and eventually you would have got stabbed in the back by the people mm-hmm. that are pissed off by you. So just because yeah. this on the jury bitter, you have to be able to articulate, you know, why you're there and what you did, and it's a game. And I don't think I don't know Ty if can, he do, can that. do that. I don't think he the can because he Ty, couldn't even say you got to dot your I's Ty, and cross though. your T's. He couldn't even say that. Like, and that's those are letters in his own <laughs> name. I, so yeah, <laughs> so I true. think Aubrey's going to be the one that you you have to beat. She you, you got to get her out. I mean, she's she's she clearly. If I was look, it would be between uh, Aubrey would be my number one. Like, if I had to pick somebody to win, yeah. Um, you know, I would take Joe, and I, I don't know, Cindy, who would you take in? Joe, obviously. Joe I would take because you can, you know, he hasn't really done much. Yeah, definitely Joe. Um, I'm not. I'm on the fence with Sydney. I really like her. I'd like to meet her. I think she's probably a dang cool chick and looks like she could just destroy anyone. Mm-hmm. I think she's cool. But I don't know that much about her game that we aren't seeing. I feel like Sydney has done more then we've actually been given the chance mm-hmm. yeah. to see. Yeah. Otherwise, she wouldn't be as significant and influential. She just seems like a real tough character, and yeah. physically and mentally, to, to yeah. still be so intact at this point in the game. So right. She's I don't very know. intelligent. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just I don't you, think you're it's probably definitely not seeing her whole game. Yeah, when it comes to editing, I don't think that's the focus with her. I think the focus through editing with her is her physical attributes because, I mean, seriously, she looks like she could destroy you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, mm-hmm. um, I think we've missed out on that part of her personality, and that could be really misleading because she may talk like the best game when it comes to the end and completely blow the jury away and get all the votes. I think she's getting a stereotypical yeah. edit too. I think they're trying to portray her in a certain way, like when she's volatile or some of the how you know how yeah. she's communicating. And I know Survivor's mm-hmm. done that in the past with you know players of color, and I I think she's getting a similar um, edit to that. Yeah. But I but I think she's very emotional. She reminds me kind of a cast, like very you know very sharp and knows what's going on, but is prone to you know reacting a little too much to what other people are doing. So, yeah, not good on the right. delivery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm excited to watch. Uh, like, I can't wait every week. Um, it's been, like I said, a great season. You I'm know? surprised yeah, really the, uh, these, uh, the second time they've had a extra vote, and it basically was worthless just like yes. it was in Cambodia. What the heck? <laughs> what the heck? 
like, why? You know, and let me tell you something. You know what else? This is what, how we don't know everything. Jason voted for Joe. Yeah, he just said he yeah. hated He just didn't like Joe and didn't want him there. I, but, I, mean, I just don't know why he didn't go with Ty and try to do it's something. It's an irrelevant wasted vote. Yeah. But something's going on that we don't know about because if Ty went to him and said, listen, uh, if, he, if he went with Michelle, right, what does he mm-hmm. have to lose? If Ty say, like, what, you know, he, unless, yeah, there's something going on that we don't know about. He voted for Joe. I think there's Aubrey mutual... is the one that didn't yeah. follow Ty, though. She voted for Jason. Yeah, they all voted. Yeah, they all, all Jason and then Jason Joe and then ties two Michelle votes. So four two one. It's crazy. And you know what? That was a mistake on his part. Why didn't he want to take out Jason? Jason is a. Th- I mean, well, not excuse me. Even though Jason went, why is he trying to rock the boat and say Michelle? He Jason is, can articulate himself and is also a threat at challenges. Why, why is he? Why didn't he just want to take him out? Yeah. You know why did he say Michelle? I just don't get it. It wasn't smart to me. It's just not tactical, and you know, I don't think he's a tactical player. And to even say it, like he's he's doing what Pete did earlier in the game, like basically, yeah, you're at the bottom. I don't even know why you're in our alliance. Like, don't say that. Oh my god. Another player that that's gonna fuel their fire to destroy you. So. I know. And I you guess know, Ty doesn't yeah. trust Jason from when he didn't give the idol back, so maybe, yeah, maybe that's why that happened. I'm not, I'm not 100 percent sure. But at this yeah, point, well, based on Ty's performance, no one should trust him. No, yeah, I know. He's flipping like a flapjack, as Jason said. We're, I'm gonna miss his uh, like... his wit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you can, you can listen if you can articulate at the end. If you can articulate your gameplay, I mean that's that's a plus. Ty doesn't know how to do that because mm. you do whatever it takes to get the end, but now back it up with the words. Be 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 able to persuade people. He can't do that. Yeah, yeah you got to sell yeah. yourself in the end. That's that's why the person who won Guatemala won Guatemala because if you go up against somebody who can't give you a answer to a question which involves thinking for themselves then guess who's going to win not you yeah right i'd like to i'd like to thank you and the jury cindy publicly again for for giving danny the win over stephanie she's just such an annoying person so thank you <laughs> oh you're talking to cindy now so let me yeah. tell you her opinion to stephanie <laughs> You know, well, we, like, but seriously, it's Survivor. It's a million dollars. Come on. At, at Final Tribal Council, be prepared to sell yourself. Be prepared to convince the jury why you should have a million dollars and the other person shouldn't. So to say yeah. I don't have an answer to your question pretty much heals your fate. You get that far, right. you can't answer a single question. You can't come up with something. That right. That's not good. So, yeah. Right. A lot of it comes down to just getting to that point. Whatever you have to do to get to that point, if you can talk a good game, sometimes that makes all the difference. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't matter who it is at the end. You need to be able to talk the game. And, um, you know, like one of my favorite um, speeches is from Todd. Oh, yeah. Loved him at final. Loved him. <laughs> Even got John Robert's vote. He's like, yeah, I got rid of you because you were He threat. played him yeah. like a fiddle, my friend. He was up. awesome. 
Do you think it would have been? How yeah. do you think uh, without without Steph and Bobby John? And do you guys feel a little robbed? Did they had they I were so there. Or what, what's the your take with thing, that? One of the only things that I was disappointed with in my season is I would so love to know what it would have been like as an experience minus them. without them. Yeah, yeah. You know, absolutely. Because I do feel like it stole some of us under. It took away from our experience and our opportunity to be involved in it as our own season because they mm-hmm. were involved. I, just, I didn't think that was a cool idea whatsoever. Yeah. Um, in hindsight, I, I probably feel the same way as Cindy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it would have been a total different experience. No, it was a um, Guatemala was the Steph show. Yeah. You know, how many times are they going to go? But it wasn't the Steph win, now was it? <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. But I'm just saying, during the entire season, it was everything about Steph. And, you know, things in the tribe swap, too. I mean, it's, everything fell into place, you know? That tribe swap killed me. It's amazing how stuff yeah. like that happens on Survivor. So, huh. yeah. Yeah. It's you know those tw- those things just come up those twists just come up. It, I mean, you have no shot sometimes, you know. Um, and that came out of left just, field, right? The whole them being there, they weren't. I guess they definitely wouldn't have been in the finals, and there was no inkling at all that that was going to happen. I take it so. Nothing. It, yeah. Nothing. But I mean, that's the game. That's the game of Survivor. You can never be comfortable ever. You can't. Like, even when you're in a good position and you have a good alliance and maybe you have an idol and, then like, even mm-hmm. tie an extra vote, you can never be comfortable, ever. Right when you, you think know? you're in the control of everything is when it probably will all fall apart. Yeah, so and they could just say, okay, drop your buffs, or whatever they do, you know? Yeah. It's just, it, they, it's, it's, it's ever-changing. Well, the dynamics change a lot, even from reward to reward now because like with this season they're giving rewards based on groups even though it's every man for themselves they're grouping Mm -hmm. them together for the reward which automatically segregates people from their alliances and gives opportunity for things to happen in their absence that yeah i I don't like that it looks like they're giving them something cool to do but man it totally changes the game every time those people leave in a group with another group left behind Mm-hmm. Right. Well, if you're down and out and you're like on the bottom, you you know gives you the opportunity that you have something to work with, you know. And then, you know, even if um you even if you're a tight in alliance, you can't feel comfortable because you're going on that challenge. I mean, there's always things happening. It's insane, isn't it, Cindy? It was just it was the best thing. It, it, it's I can't even explain it how it is. It's it's just insane. You know, it's taxing on the brain. What were your favorite rewards besides the, um, I mean, that the floating cage so you could get in the water was pretty cool, but what were the, what were your favorite rewards you guys got? Um, Cindy, uh, well, I, uh, Oz was the, um, I, I, obviously the getting that cage pool thing was whatever it was with nachos and margaritas was awesome. And then I had two people who didn't drink. I was like, I'll have those extra margaritas, please. <laughs> so well, I was you like, should have been with Judd when the beer was passed around because that was a fiasco. No, no, I know. Oh. Um, <laughs> that's right. No, with the, I really with the extra enjoyed, beer. Um, as far as like memorable, when I went, when I won the reward where I got to go to the waterfall and I took Race, and I'm so glad I took him because mm-hmm. I think he allowed me to 
to be able to enjoy it. Whereas with someone else, I don't know that, you know, I would have been that comfortable. But uh, the the, air, the helicopter ride to the location was phenomenal. I'd never been in a helicopter in my life. And mm-hmm. being in the field that I'm in, I preach conservation every day. It's part of the zoo world. So I had spoken on stage about flash and burn agriculture for years based on something that, you know, I saw on a TV show like National Geographic or read in a book. So I'm preaching mm-hmm. about something that I've never experienced firsthand. And then when I'm in this helicopter and I fly over the jungle, you see big, giant squares of completely charred ground jungle. It's green and lush, and then there's a square that is nothing but char. And Ruined I asked forever, the first, yeah. one of the people with me, is that what I think it is? Is that flash and burn agriculture? And the guy said, yeah, yeah, that it, it is. And I'm telling you, back to the beginning when I said your emotions are all bottled up and contained because it's a game and that gives things to people that they can use against you, it was as if every emotion that I had been holding back came to light and I, like, couldn't even swallow. I had tears running down my face. It hit me so hard as reality of something that I preached about but never saw. It was something that will be imprinted in my head forever. But I can also take that and use it to be passionate about what I'm telling the people and hopefully make a difference from a conservation standpoint. So that alone was so memorable. But then to go to the waterfall and have that experience and not be, as Rafe says, the touchy-feely type, <clears throat> but allow him to help me through the deep part of the waterfall, that mm-hmm. is just something that you like keep in your head and in your heart for like the rest of your life. You'll always have that one moment where you let your guard down and it made all the difference. And, you know, it was the game, but for that, like, two minutes, the game went away and it was all about just being in that moment. It was fantastic. So that was that was a great reward for me. Awesome. Cool, cool. Well, I, I don't forget the there was a, the uh, the zip line uh, reward that, that we had, too, for me, mm. was, um, wow, that was frightening because, oh, my God. <laughs> I've never <laughs> ziplined again. The only time I'm ziplining again is if I'm getting money for it. There's no way in hell you could find me doing <laughs> that again. But I got a chance to do it. I ate like a pig with chocolate. I was good to go. <laughs> Sweet. You know. I'm sure that was that's, fascinating. Uh, yeah, I was. I, I couldn't believe I did it, but I did it. Um, well, that's one of the things but, I we, like about Survivor is. Um, you're there with people, like you said, you never camped a day in your life. Lydia, we're two weeks in, and I remember her saying one night, you know, guys, this is almost like we're camping. And just to (laughs) have people do things that are so outside their comfort zone that otherwise in regular life they would never be exposed to, and to see them do things and succeed at things that they would never imagine doing in their lives otherwise is just one of the coolest things to be a part of. Getting all those people outside their comfort zone and seeing them really actually enjoy it, the experience, and and make something positive out of it. I love that part of Survivor. And you can see it even on season after season when they, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody's petrified of jumping off of a cliff and all of their teammates who are working against them suddenly come together and encourage them and has them accomplish this amazing thing that they didn't think they could do. Right. So it's all about right. doing things that you didn't think you could until you don't have a choice. And that's just fantastic. Right. And that's you one have of the to, things about Survivor. To, yeah, and you have to, I mean, you're not going to be left behind. You have to go, you know. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's so many, so many unbelievable, incredible experiences. You just never forget. Like I could go back and remember what, the, how I was failing, and it's just incredible experience. Wow. I love it. I love watching it. I can't even imagine experiencing it. So, um, I, yeah. Uh, part of one of my fitness goals is once I get under a certain level, I'm actually going to finally apply for the first time. So go for it. Yeah, you I'm going to join the alumni. So. <laughs> yeah, you look great. Go for it. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, you can't. You can't go. You can't get on Survivor if you don't keep trying and applying. And, mm-hmm. you know, Cindy said nine times. There were other people in our season. It, it was like ten times, too. I mean, they yeah. just kept applying. And it's just sometimes it's not you're the right fit, you know. Yeah. Um, you just got to keep applying. Uh, you know, it's just, like I said, one of the most incredible experiences of my entire life. I think what Amy said previously about her experience with uh, applying um, the first video or the first opportunity you had to speak to someone, you got all fixed up and dressed up and mm-hmm. it wasn't a reflection of who you really are whatsoever. And right. I think that's one of the most important things for people who are applying is don't pretend to be someone you're not. Don't don't pretend to be the person that you think they want for Survivor. Just be Just show who, who you are, are 100%. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, as the process went on, I had plenty of practice on my videos <laughs> As as time progressed, I started to kind of just get frustrated that I wasn't being picked. And instead of, like, editing out all of my bloopers and times that I misspoke when I had so planned out what I wanted to say, when things went wrong in the video, I didn't cut those out. I left them in. Like, when I went running down the dock with my dog and I jumped in the canoe and my dog kept running down the dock. (laughs) They love that stuff. It's more more authentic. Yeah. When Elizabeth hit that speed bump on season two, I got her on the damn show probably. Do all the things that that make you who you are, and when things go wrong, leave that part. Leave your reaction to the things when they go wrong because that shows your true personality, and that's what they really want. They want to know who they're dealing with in any kind of scenario. They don't want someone pretending to be someone else, and then they get you out there and you're someone completely different entirely. So that's the best thing is just – don't worry about just being be who yourself. they want for the show. They want you as you are at some point in time, so give them that best representation, and that's when they're going to get you. Right. Yep. Absolutely right. Be yourself. And that's what I'm doing, and I've already – I'm just getting the health part in line because I've been approached twice in uh, in L.A. and New York at finales by people from SEG, so nice. I was just trying to get myself in shape, so we'll see what happens. So. <laughs> oh, my God. That's Go amazing. Far, my friend. I cannot even – I would lose my mind if I turned on the TV and that, there you were. I wouldn't even know what to do with myself. I can't wait. There'd be a lot of fans there uh, from past players, so that would be the most rewarding part is loving all you guys for so long and getting to do, to do the same thing. So. I yeah. would consider you a threat just purely because you know so many previous Survivor contestants that, like, yep. you've learned about everybody's approach to the game so much that mm-hmm. how would you even deal with someone like yourself? I mean, because you know every avenue that has been taken and how to react to it successfully. That's why I don't want fans' like favorite three, threat. Cindy. I would want, uh, like, Todd Herzog just to roll in with a bunch of 15 people that don't know what the hell's going on and dominate them. <laughs> if it was fans' favorites, I would die. I'd be in the first oh, boot or yeah. something. Yep. 
Well, think about it now. Think about, you know, if that were the case, you're not going to say no to fans versus favorite three, kid. You're going. Well, that's the other side that people haven't seen is everyone that's ever seen me is just the I'm an incredibly nice and caring person, but most people haven't played a game with me before. If anyone's ever played a game with me, they know I'm a cutthroat competitive asshole. So that's the side that none of the players have ever seen before. So. Right, right. <laughs> Should well, be you're very good at interesting. Keeping that under wraps, and that's that's a big benefit that you can lead people to believe that's not the case until the time yeah. is right to strike. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then find a so. couple of people you can, you know, because you you all, I think you always need I don't, Cindy. How do you feel about this? But you you need a little, you know, you can't trust people one thousand percent, but you need a little. Somebody a little you bit. Need, yeah. you, you need those couple of people with you to get you back in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? You have to. You still need. You got to find some common ground. You got to. I kind of look at everybody. I mean, obviously they pick people for Survivor, pick people for our season for a reason. There's something about them individually that's significant. Otherwise, they wouldn't be there. So when you right. sit there sometimes and you feel like an island, you feel isolated. I don't belong with any of these people. I don't fit in. It's not going to work. They try to look at each individual, at least I did, and pick out what is it about their personality, the one thing you can pick out and have some common ground with and focus on so that you don't feel like you're a complete outcast in this group because if you continue to feel that way, they're going to vote you out. Mm -hmm. So try and find those significant things about each person that, that makes them interesting or important in your game. And 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 you know what else? You, You can't really, you have to be a chameleon. You can't, you have to be able to go with the flow and, you know, the way you would normally act in life in general is not how you would act in this game sometimes, you know, ever change. Yeah, yeah, you have to come to terms with yourself and and realize, and I think that was something that I I didn't do very well in Guatemala and I was much younger then, but um, worrying so much about what people are going to think and, um, you know, like, like you're gonna, it's like you think you're gonna see these people every day for the rest of your life. You'll probably never see them again. If you do, it's mm-hmm. gonna be voluntary at you know some event somewhere. Yeah. So don't worry about what they're gonna think of you or whether you know this is what you would normally do in real life. You gotta leave all that behind and just yeah. play the game and stop worrying about end. all that right. stuff. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. not there to make best friends. Like I said, if it happens, great, but that cannot be your motive because if it is, you'll lose. It's on summer right. camp. Yep, it's a it's a yep. business a business trip. So <laughs> exactly. Well, look, at, look, look at last season. Though, how they how they it was like the voting blocks. It was the game is changing. You know. Yeah. I think it's changing for the better. I love it. It's new yeah, the school past few survivor. seasons have definitely gone the right direction. Um, other than I feel like they need to be a little bit more hungry. Like literally, they they need to suffer a yeah, little bit. Yeah, they get bit. rewarded I mean, too much. <laughs> It's it's way yeah. too easy. I mean, they're some of these shelters that people have been staying in in, in these late seasons. Uh, they're better than some of the places I've lived for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah, they, they need to <laughs> they need to suffer a little bit. No luxurious pillows and blankets and tarps and tools to build the shelter with. No, I mean, no. look and, at what and we you had know in what? Guatemala for Wait. heaven's sake. We had nothing. We gathered sticks nothing. and palm and things. It was more comfortable to sleep in the dirt. And the thing I is, I love it when I, I, the more difficult it is, the better I like. 
I just find it so challenging. I don't care. They just threw us off on that island. I had the shirt in my back, basically. Nothing. I like it like that. I want it because it builds character, like good character for the rest of your life. Just throw us there with nothing. We'll figure it out. I hope I want people to suffer. I like it. It makes it, I, I, I compete better that way. I want to suffer. Well, you guys are in a different era. They, um, I think there have been too many recruited players that have ended up quitting on them, so they've had to go a little softer. It's unfortunate. But well, then stop yeah. recruiting people and pick the people who are dying. Exactly. Oh, I totally agree with me. you there. I guess Amen. I'm technically a recruit, though, but if I got on since they've talked to me. Well, yeah, I, they're, there's all the quitters. If you look at the quitters, I think it's like oh 99% recruit and 1% applicant. So. Yeah. Um, quit and quit is yeah. That's oh my god! Don't even get me started. You, I might have asked one to, thing, but to outright quit—that's a—that's all other thing. Yeah. Yeah, don't don't quit, and especially when people want to. So many people want to be there. You know, just suck it up. It's Survivor. <laughs> yeah. Suck it up. It's not like it's a new thing that no one knows about. It's been on for since two thousand sixteen yep. years. We're going on. Like, they don't yeah. know that they're going to go out there and have some suffering. Come on, people. Get a grip. Suck yeah, I mean, it's going to be the nastiest thing you've ever been through. It's just gross all around. Just, mm-hmm. You know, trust me, it's it's nasty. I mean, I wasn't one of these girls, oh, let me get let me wax before I go. Wax? I mean, I was, like, growing hair in my aunt. I was growing hair <laughs> everywhere. It was disgusting. Yeah. But I'm like, who cares? Just worry about the game and move forward. But, it, I mean, it is nasty, you know. It's it's fun nasty, though. I have to yeah. say, well, as much as, long as, as I'm complaining nasty, about this, that would it's suck fun. If, like, one, you're the nasty one and everyone else is. But if you're all nasty, I guess it's uh, it mutually horrible for everyone. So. Well, when, you, when you're just as nasty as every, everybody else, you really can't, um, you don't really notice it. You know, but I remember yeah. the crew, when, when the crew, the, we'd have our crew that would come to the camp. I, I used to. I could, I'd be like, oh, you just showered? They they don't talk to you. They're like, they wouldn't say one thing to you. I'm like, oh, I know. I can smell it. You just showered. And I'm like, oh, you guys <laughs> eating chocolate chip cookies? I smell something. You smell right? it on your and, they, and, they, and, they, and they would just, they'd smile and walk away from me. They wouldn't talk to us. But yeah. I'd be like, what'd you guys eat tonight? i go, how's the Red Sox doing? <laughs> right? And they, they, no one would talk to me. That's got to suck you know, for I would them because it's a human them. reaction. They would, I bet those guys are fun dudes and would want to. They just would get in trouble if they even said anything. After season one, yeah. they can't really talk to the camera guys. So, yeah. Well, they, yeah. You know that legendary story. So people bartered yeah. things for things. So that all changed right. season two onward. But, yeah. Right. Um, but, I mean, that's just, I loved it. It's just, yeah. it just it's, it's complete insanity. Like I said, I've never been like Cindy. That this is her element, um, and I give it up to her. But for me, you know, when you get thrown in a helicopter with the shirt in your back, you're like, "What am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing here? This is insane." There were parts of it that were outside of my element, but it was just different. It's different, a different experience for everyone because there's no way that you can say that I've been there and done that when it comes to Survivor in any aspect of your life. I've never stayed in a hotel room by myself. I mean, just going for the first interview to stay in a hotel room by myself was a big deal to me. And then I had to go to L.A. by myself, get my mm-hmm. luggage and hail a cab. I'm on the phone with my sister. It says, 
hail a cab on these instructions. How do I do that? I've never done that before. So that <laughs> yep. stuff, I mean, that was the beginning of me being outside my element. Getting to the jungle, yeah. well, once I was there, oh, I'm home. That's good. But everything before that was so foreign to me. And it's it's a different thing for everybody. But that's what makes it so incredible. Your concrete yeah, jungle was worse than the Guatemalan jungle. So, yeah. <laughs> the urban jungle is so much worse. The urban worse. jungle, am, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Well, Sherry, we've had a hell of a show, but um, I, we've covered a lot of stuff. Do you have any questions for these ladies before we get kind of close to the end of the show here? So yeah. I don't know if you had anything you had, Sherry, or anything we didn't really cover. Um, I think I'm pretty good. I'd possibly just what kind of pets do you girls have left? Um, I know in uh, one of uh, Cindy's, Wikipedia said she had an Indonesian blue-tongued sh- uh, shink. Do you still have that? Skink. A skink, I'm sorry. Well, I had that skink for 16 years. and Oh, my goodness. My uh, ex-boyfriend decided one day while I was at work in the winter, being that the reptiles needed to be indoors oh. in the weather, to put him outside in the sun. Outside of his housing, so he just set him outside in the grass and went inside to get a drink and came back, and, of course, it was gone. And I happen to live within a state forest at the edge of the Everglades. So if he has to be loose in the wild, it's one of the better places. But I've had that lizard from – I got him in Columbus, Ohio. I rescued him from this dilapidated mom-and-pop store. I've had him for 16 years, and he just does not fight and walked away. (laughs) So I don't have him anymore, and I don't have a boyfriend either. <laughs> well, but um, I do do have lots of other animals. Yeah, I still have my. I had two cats. I I still I lost one, and um, I have Aww. one left. She's um, she's awesome. She's like a different cat now that he's gone. She scratch. I mean, she scratched up my furniture. I want to kill her, but um, yeah, Is I still Fatima? have one. Excuse me. Is that Fatima? Yes, Fatima. Fatima. Okay. Yeah, but I call her Fatty. You know, that's really Fatty. But when her brother Fatty. died, it was like, oh my God, it was the worst. She cried. She cried Aww. for days. Aww. And I'm like, I had to take time off from work. I'm like, I have to be here for this cat. My husband think my husband thought Aww. I was nuts at the time, but now it's like they're buddies. She's all <laughs> over him you know, every day. I, it's on funny that you said that. I just saw something on TV yesterday where, especially over in the European uh, countries, they're they're offering what's called paternity leave, and it's P-A-W, paternity leave, for people who have pets when, like, they get a new puppy or when maybe their pet's having surgery or for whatever reason for they need, you know, to stay home with their pets because – our pets are becoming such a part of our families now, and they're right. offering paternity leave. And I thought that was really? so cool. I wonder um, where that was. Do you know where exactly? I know. I, they just I said over in Sweden European, or something. Denmark or something, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I thought that was just well, the coolest thing because we weren't ever able to have kids, so our dogs are like our babies. And yeah, your babies. Yeah, and, you know, 
of course, my husband would never be able to get off work, you know, for anything like that. And I, I just think it's so neat that it's starting to now become, you know, understanding that they are our family. And it's so important to us. You know, our animals are part of our family. And that's why I wanted to ask you guys because I'm just such an animal lover too. And I, I wanted to find out, you know, what pets you had. And That's a good question. So, I don't think I've ever had that question. <laughs> well, my horses have I, taken up a lot of my time. And I just, uh, yeah. a year ago, almost very recently, we'll get to the anniversary in a year, I lost my older horse. If you've seen my pictures, Katie Horse, the white horse. And the last year of her life was pretty much hospice. I had to feed her every four to six hours around the clock. I never slept more than four mm. hours at a time. I took wow, days off God work when you. she got down and couldn't get up. I had the sheriff's department come and help me hoist her up when her knees wouldn't bend and she couldn't stand on her own multiple times. I slept in the dirt mm. with her. I had friends come and bring me food and take care of my pets because I couldn't leave her side. It was a yeah, very intense and emotional experience, but... Luckily, I work at a zoo where there are animal people. So, you know, there were days when I would call in and say, Katie, horse is down. I went out to feed her this morning. She can't stand up, can't leave her, can't come into work. And then, of course, you know, the next day I'm recovering from not sleeping for a day and a half. I need that day off. And then eventually she did pass away, and I had time off for that. And my job was very understanding, luckily, because it's a zoo. But that was like losing a family member. Our entire family was involved. I bought a statue and hauled it out to the state forest where she's buried. I have a big memorial. We took flowers. We had a ceremony and a sermon and everything as if it were a human funeral. So it's a huge part of your life. I completely understand where that comes from. But it is becoming more prevalent. And, I mean, I work with people who have animals, and their animals are like their children. So that's just a really, really cool concept that they're putting in place. Because if you don't have kids, you still have that same emotional attachment and responsibility to give them the best that you can. And just yeah. the, it's mm-hmm. unconditional love, too. When you come mm-hmm. home, I mean, they're it always there for, there for you. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's unconditional. You know? Yep, absolutely. It is. You know, it's, it's I know my so two kitties love, love me, so. <laughs> yeah, that's all well, you are. You say <laughs> I'm a cat guy. I've been. I like dogs more now. I really hope one of my friends is doing this big dog charity. But uh, cats are. I've loved cats since I was a kid, and I have two: William Tecumseh Sherman, goes by Sherman, and Lex Big Tom Bob Dog, who goes by Lex. So. <laughs> oh, really? Cool names. And Lex is like a parrot for a pirate. He he likes to sit on my shoulder in the restroom, and Sherman's just a fun old crazy cat, and he's a fatty too. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's on a diet. Oh, we're funny. on a we're on a health kick, Sherman and I. So yeah. I hear you. Good, awesome. Yeah. But, but I really appreciate you guys coming on. And Guatemala has been great this season for uh, our show. We've had two amazing shows. And when, when if Brian gets a chance, well, maybe we'll have another great Guatemala show. So thank you so oh, much. Absolutely, Brian's always good for insight too. Oh yeah. You know. So we'll have to have you ladies well, back on again. I've enjoyed any this. any time. Anytime. Absolutely. Love it. Awesome. Cool. All right. We'll hold you to that. <laughs> no problem. All right. Well, have a great well, weekend thank you so and a much great for evening. Calling and... in tonight. 
Okay, I'll, I'll, we'll talk again. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Thank you very much. Thank you. Right. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Good All right, thank you. Take care, hon. Bye bye. Good night. Bye bye. Thank you so much, Mike, for bringing yeah. them on tonight. That was a great, great show. So much information about Guatemala and you know what happened out there, and great insight. And it's and physically the remind... closest location to to the United States uh, to get to. So for fans, you could get to Guatemala relatively easily compared to, you know, Kenya or you know somewhere in South America. So. Oh, it's so cool that Cindy went back. I think that was so cool. I loved how yeah. she explained that. But I do want to remind everybody that we're going to have another show coming up Sunday night. The Amazing Race Second Pit Stop Show with Luis Stravato from Season 16 will be here to recap The Amazing Race and its show on uh, Friday night. And then back here again on Monday for the Manic Monday Show with Michelle Costa. And we're trying to tie down the guest for that night, and I'm, I can't release it just yet, so watch on Twitter and Facebook for the announcement, and I will be posting it there um, for her guest on Monday, but it should be a good one, and then back here again on Thursday for Mike on the Mic with Mike Albright for our Survivor Quran Recap. All shows are at 7, p- 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. We're about to run out of time, so I'm going to close this show really really quickly with Ron, as we always do. Take care. God bless. And it was a great one. Here's Ron to close the show. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all my listeners, thank you guys, and thank you all for coming in. God bless you, and thank you for listening to the show. And it was a great one. It was a great one. Say good night, Mike. Good night, everybody. Good night. Go Blues. That's a wrap for us tonight. Take care, everybody. Have a great weekend.